Leakers, Justin Cross, sour milk. You already know what it is, milk. Watts, California. You already know what it is. We ready? We ready? I ain't got man. Put the beat on, bro. Daylight is here, man. What? He came to rap. Daylightofficial.com. Yeah, let's do it. Hundred thousand units sold. Solo went gold by my dolo. Okay. I'm the ghostwriter's ghostwriter, nigga. Know that. Ah. Lately, it's been a rap for my people, a gyro actually. What goes around to come around, the spiral factory. The globe used to be black, you see, no vitiligo. I go back to these cracking times, it all came from Cairo, practically set up straight. They landed on the land, the man set up rape. Think dinner on a skyscraper, wait for the update. They eat us wrong, man-made heart, offer us FEMA, gone up the fear, adrenaline boo, juice your adrenochrome harvest. They got us in the jaw, right Jarvis, this precision, fight this machine, man. We need a vision, our niggas is sick, killing us. Quick, wrong earth circumferences. I jump in this, go nuts with the shell. Hell, this is homunculus. This test is for you. Rooming them skies, how they stress the soil. Kim Trella, sell us free energy. Bless the Tesla coil, Edison. Light still here, but it's evident. High white stutter. We can take flight if we get the right brothers. Plain sight, right on you all. Hieroglyphics, what we fantasize to get the truth. We must analyze history. Reversing the map with a man standing. Go to Kemet Wild when there's pyramids in the Grand Canyon. But they dead, see? All this shit a scam, like how did they drain all of this water? Nigga, damn, I do this. We been asked out and y'all knew this, yet they sell us clothes. B12 block it, get it, sell us clothes. Son, think he powerful, tell us what this belief is. They'll put blackface on everything but Jesus. Chorus, chorus, zeitgeist, Roman Catholics who killing shit. How we got immigration when ICE really the immigrants? Y'all did a lot, dealers with car salesmen, garage scaling, cancer pump through the AC. See this mirage fella, they fell in our majesties with crack addicts, casualties, I'm back. Like what color is crack and what color is crack addicts black static I just hope my people rise we asked to be treated equal them niggas gave us equal eye the equalizer Watch by the eagle eye put fear in me no crime going seen when they got homeland security Deep web niggas fucking children building their egos guess who all in the deep web my P.O. Yeah we know it's a cop out pizza gator pizza party pizza cake up wake up T.D. Jacob We must rip the book suspicious crook look vicious this is shook and plot we waking up and yeah, we look alive The library filled with a book of lies History, don't mention Nan Queen We should idol, take the woman Not the word of the Lord, you get it, Bible All this shit is trapped, it's just to keep you stuck Tell you that Eve fucked up the world That's just to keep you fucked Nicki Minaj, it's all fake but Girls wake up, never act silly Shout outs to Il Camille and Rap City Real queens who fight for our sister, push the agenda Don't be Barbies, don't do parties No VIP with Bacardi, Storm Thunder coming Show the young queens, they could be Wonder Woman Spaz Though every line the truth, if I come in last, so embrace it. Them higher ups that never show their faces. Clan plan, those who run the world really racist. This a new case. Oh my, it was flow riding the toothpaste. What the fuck now? Dot the end of bust down. It's a blue face. Wait, victory sold from the victors. The crack killer slow. My nigga soul tried to lift him. See Aboriginal been blacking. Crack and do syntax. The flow perfection. Wait, they feed on the kids in the hood. You get it, section A. Wait, y'all snoozing. Don't remove the facts. You don't think they eat us, peep this? Why you? Think they choose the blacks for slave Could've wiped us all out with a satellite And yet they trapped us all in this firmament To be cattle like saddle up nigga I was Christian before knowing who I was Now my mission is more flowing No more Gucci, no more Prada, no Christian Dior showing Etymology for Lucifer, oh, Lior Cohen going I will not move, plot move Listen, my mission is to drop jewels I'm pulled to high like I'm some scary dude Nigga, I'm just standing up for Terry Crews Fuck with me Oh. Oh. Yeah.
Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another great episode of the Quintessential Podcast. I'm your host, the boy with the most sauce, the boy with the most chutney, the boy with the most masala, the notorious Gucci, the roti to your sabji, the dal to your rice. I'm your host, the most infamous, most infamous Melanosa. Yeah, that was uh, Daylight there, man, kicking things off for this week's episode, man. Daylight with his phenomenal restart on LA Leakers. Man, you know what? I actually haven't heard of this gentleman at all, really. I'm going to keep it 100 with you, man. Uh, I, I hadn't heard of this gentleman at all until yesterday. Scrolling through social social media, and I saw Chris Brown post this, a clip of this freestyle. And I was just like, damn, man. And the, the, the freestyle was only like a 50-second clip on Instagram. You know how it is. And then, uh, yeah, I went onto YouTube. And then uh, I wanted to see the full freestyle of this gentleman. Uh, man, oh, man, he did he rip it. Uh, all these bars, these metaphors he's putting into there, man. Shit, like, I've, I haven't heard that uh, really in a, in a very, very long time, man. And uh, so, yeah, I, I found that out yesterday. And I just thought it was phenomenal, man. And then since then, so after that, I was like... Need to get, I'm going to use that to kick off this week's episode and uh, I'm definitely going to do my research on Daylight, man, definitely, man, but that was a shout out to you, man, shout out to the LA Leakers, just incredible, Sour Milk, man, all of you guys there, big fans, and they were, yeah, shout out to Daylight again, as I said, uh, in phenomenal freestyle. Episode 50, man, I'm losing track of this now, episode 56. 57 something some we're, we're getting along in the 50s now i believe bear with me <laughs> i need to get better at this episode 56 yes episode 56 all the quintessential podcasts as i said getting along in the 50s now uh, as i said so uh i hope everybody had a good week last week hope everybody had a good week good weekend hope everybody stayed safe hope everybody's given up to have a good week this week and uh, yeah, I said, I hope everybody's staying safe out there. Temperatures dropped a bit out here in the UK, man. Now it's getting back to being a regular February, March type of weather. You know, a little cold four or five degrees in the morning, you know, getting that frost on your windshield again. <laughs> so yeah, I had a little spell of sunshine over the last week or so, but now that seems to be gone. So yeah, winter is back again in full force. <laughs> so yeah, uh, this week, man, it's been a bit of a slow news week, if I'm honest. Right, uh, yeah, it's been a bit of a slow news week. Not much stuff breaking or not much stuff being declared or anything really going on. We've got a few topics here and there. Not your regular Jesse Smollett stuff and R. Kelly things and a few people announcing new albums and release dates and things like that. So I'll, I'll touch on all of that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been a good week for music, man. We had a, a, a slew of releases in terms of album. T-Pain, uh, Solange surprised us with an album. And then we've got two chains, who's the rapper go to the league. So we've got those albums to talk about. And then we've got obviously some singles, you know, very slow on the single side of things as well. We've got two or three singles really to talk about. But uh, yeah, I think that this one will be a relatively short episode. Uh, don't quote me to that. I'm saying that now, but you never know. I could get into some shit and then <laughs> something sparks another thing. And I could be here for another hour, hour and a half or two hours. So <laughs> don't hold me to that. But yeah, episode 56, the quintessential podcast. Let's kick things off on the single side of things. So kicking things off summer walker summer walker yeah so many people who haven't heard of summer walker she is actually a uh, very very talented r&b singer and uh, she is from atlanta right and she has frequent collaborations with black uh yeah so and she put out a project 
just a year ago and she put out an EP as well uh, but she's known to having literally what, a minute and a half to uh, to two minute songs like really really short songs that album was only like 25 minutes and it had like 12 tracks on it so she's really she's relatively notoriously known <clears throat> for having very very short tracks and people complaining that these tracks need to be longer uh, hence this week uh, she dropped the remix to one of her songs from her last album uh, last day of summer this one this one was called uh, girls need love and none other than uh, Drake Aubrey Drake Graham hopped on the remix to this now it's two ways I feel about this I mean it's good to see Drake paying attention to these uh, lesser known artists really and trying to give them a bit more shine I get that but um, you know he does this for other artists but won't do it for his own artists as I said, you know that whole OVO camp, Magic Jordan, Division, Party Next Door. Still waiting on some news from Party, but nothing from there. So, like, he'll do this for other people, but he won't do it for his own people. So, that's the only thing that gets me about Drake. But, you know, I'm not going to go into the whole Drake spiel and my 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 my, uh, my take on all of that. We talked about that before. But, uh, yeah, so he hops on the remix to this Girls Need Love track from Sun Walker. It already was quite a good track, to be honest, without Drake. I'm not going to lie. But uh, having Drake on there, uh, yeah, it, it, it paid off, you know I mean? Uh, she sounded great as always, and then when he hopped on, I kind of, we kind of knew what kind of vibe it was. When he hopped on, for me personally, I was getting that take care slash nothing was the same Drake. Uh, yeah, we were, as soon as he hopped on, he started uh, singing his and doing his shit. I automatically knew what kind of Drake we were getting, and that was the take care. Uh, nothing was the same Drake. And you know, I thought I thought he did a really, really good job of it. You know, to be honest, I uh, I did think he did he did a good job. He, he he sounded great on it. He flowed really well on it with his singing and you know his transition into that singing side of him. And yeah, I just think it adds to an already great record. You know, so yeah, it's cool, man. I I actually like it. Um, I don't I mean, whether or not this be added to um, a deluxe version of that last day of summer album that remains to be seen. But uh, yeah, um, a very welcome remix really <laughs> um, from Drake and the Summer Walker. So it's two artists you really didn't think that would uh, be paired up when you hear about them or see it on paper. But yeah, they they managed to pull it off with a, a great remix. So yeah, shouts out to Summer Walker and shouts out to Drake. That's that Girls Need Love remix. And that is available on your streaming services as we speak. And as always, I will post the link to these songs in the bio of the episode once it is released. So that's Summer Walker with Drake with the Girls Need Love remix. Make sure you go check that out. Next up, man, we've got Mr. Weekly himself, man. King Crooked keeps it rolling with uh, week number nine and possibly my favourite instalment of these whole weeklies to date. To date, I've been blasting this track out whole week, man. It's absolutely crazy. Uh, I was thinking of playing it as my sleeper as well, but I was like, maybe i hold off for now. <laughs> but yeah, this is probably my favourite instalment uh, from Crook in these last nine weeks of this week is not to say all the other ones were, uh, weren't but um, you know they, they, they were really good but this one probably takes the cake for me so far reason being that he flips the classic Fuji's record uh, Killing Me Softly right uh, from uh, you know which Lauren Hill uh, you know so graciously serenaded and he flips that using that sample and he absolutely smokes that 
track, man. He smokes the beat, smokes the sample. You know, he's talking his shit. It's almost 2020. Is your vision clear, man? Too many bars. Jeez. <laughs> Absolutely crazy, man. And he's just, yeah, just phenomenal. And when you once up, when you, when you put that track on, man, pure hip hop heads, old school hip hop heads, you you just you you screw up your face and you'll be like, ah, this is that shit, man. So yeah, it's quick. He called he's called this one jewel emoji. Uh, yeah, he, he, he talked. He re- I don't know why, but he, he only referenced the jewel part kind of like once at the end. But uh, <laughs> who am I to uh, not crook for him naming his records? Because he is like a, a very superior, talented MC and alien, as we call him. But yeah, this jewel emoji week number nine for uh, crook with this uh, weekly series, hip hop weeklies, Mister Weekly himself. Absolutely smoked it, man. Absolutely smoked it. Cannot stress that enough. He fucking flamed that shit, man. You need to go check that out. Uh, so, yeah, just, you know, you know what you're getting into with Crook. You're gonna be, um, listening to a lot of lyrics, you know, wordplay, flow, everything, man. You're gonna be listening to all of that, man. And this, this one, uh, is no different. But the beat and the sample just do it for me in a way he just kills it as well. It's just an added bonus. So that's King Crook, aka Crooked Eye, with a dual emoji, week number nine. This is Stormwatch number nine in the Hip Hop Weeklies. That is on your streaming services as well. Make sure you go check that out. And yeah, uh, just yeah, check out all the weeklies while you're at it so far, man. All those nine tracks he's posted over the last nine weeks, man. Uh, phenomenal. So shouts out to Crook. And rounding off the single side of things, man. Uh, as I said, we, we only got really three major singles last week. So, rounding things off, we had Neo with Genesis. Yeah, so Neo drops this Genesis track, which is uh, slated to be on a soundtrack towards the up-and-coming season of Step Up, I believe. Uh, season 2. I believe it to be a dance show, if I'm correct. I'm not really uh, up-to-date with all of this, but uh, I just thought that you put out a new track. And, yeah, and from... A new track from Neo, and then you know, from because of it, of it being from Neo, I was like, you know, he's a legendary R&B singer, the legend, one of the OGs. Um, I thought, you know, let, let's give this a spin, and you know, it didn't. It's all right, man. It didn't disappoint. It was a bit different type of vibe. It wasn't your R&B vibe from Neo? It was more your swing and jazzy vibe, which he also can do quite well, as you as we've seen over his discography over the last 10 years or so but uh yeah it, it, it was a different different change of direction in terms of um uh his his natural sound uh you know he still he put out a great album last year with that good man i think that that is slept on man by a lot of people not no one really talks about that much but that, that's a good album um uh, yeah, and he comes through with this Genesis track, so a very swingy, uh, swing-infused jazz type of track here. Uh, yeah, not bad, not bad at all. Uh, obviously, he's now he's getting busy. Obviously, I don't think we're going to hear much new music from Neo this year, as uh, obviously he put out his album last year, and he's getting involved with a lot of other business ventures. He's got a show with J-Lo. Uh, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, America's Got Talent. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's that or something. Um, and he's got this Step Up Part 2 thing as well. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I think he's, he's he's getting quite uh, into uh, his business ventures this year, so uh, uh, it's surprising to hear some new music from him. But nonetheless, we'll take it. And yeah, this Genesis track, not bad at all. So you guys go check that out. That's Neo with Genesis. Not much else to say on that one, really. But yeah, from the legend. Yeah, as I said, yeah, that wraps up that wraps up the um, single side of things, man. As I said, yeah, not many singles going on this week. And as we transition into new side of things. Not much news, 
I'm going to start off as we always start off in the last four or five weeks. We've been starting off by talking about Justice Smollett. But this time it's actually not about him. It's about the other gentlemen involved, the Osendairo brothers. So, still proceedings and investigations are ongoing in Justice's case, right? Uh, nothing else has been declared since last week. But we did get a statement from the Osendairo brothers who issue an apology for their involvement in this whole Justice Smollett case. So... These brothers who have been tied to the incident involving Jussie have released an apology through their lawyer as details regarding the situation are still being collected, as we talked about. According to CBS Chicago, Ola and Aber Osandiro's attorney released a statement Thursday night which read, My clients have tremendous regret over their involvement in this situation and they understand how it has impacted people across the nation, particularly uh, minority communities and especially those who have been victims of hate crimes hate crimes themselves right and yeah as previously we reported Jussie has maintained his innocence in the incident and claims that the check uh, that he paid to these gentlemen were for personal training reasons however uh, the Austin Dyer brothers claim different so they have issued an apology saying they feel tremendous regrets for their actions and Jussie has yet to speak out on that so as I said, more stuff is being, uh, uh, more stuff regarding the situation is still being collected and being investigated. So hopefully we find out more. But uh, these two gentlemen who helped Jussie stage this alleged attack have voiced their opinion. Jussie has still not come out and said he's sorry, uh, as I don't think he wants to admit to this yet until it's proved uh, uh, otherwise. But uh, yeah, the brothers involved have issued an apology. So it's only a matter of time, really, until we find that shit out. Right, uh, so let's see how that turns out. Let's see how more stuff involved in Jussie's case. Next up, man, let's talk about another person who, you know, we were sick and tired of talking about, but uh, uh, I thought it was a bit of a uh, newsworthy piece. R. Kelly. So R. Kelly, he was bailed out of jail just over a week ago by a, by a fan, right? Uh, the woman who bailed R. Kelly out of jail received bomb threats to her daycare for bailing him out, right? So, uh, he he was bailed out last, like, just about over a week ago by a uh, very uh, religious fan, I'd like to say, uh, who doesn't believe that he's done any sort of, uh, any sort of these uh, accusations that are coming his way, even after that uh, surviving R. Kelly doc, and she bailed him out, man, and which is a bit fucked up. Uh, but uh, apparently she said they're saying that she has been receiving bomb threats. So the woman who bailed R. Kelly out of jail has been receiving bomb threats to her daycare. So the woman who paid for R. Kelly's bail, bail has been reportedly receiving bomb threats at her one-time workplace, which so happens to be a daycare. CBS Chicago uh, tweeted out the news on Sunday saying multiple people had called in a bomb threat on Saturday at a local daycare uh, and who, where she currently works or at, works at or used to work at. According to sources, it's not quite clear if Edwards meant that the multiple people called in to make the bomb threat themselves or if the multiple people called in to report that a bomb threat had been made. It's also interesting to note that the status of uh, uh, her employment at the daycare is also quite not clear. It's also not quite clear. Uh, while she's reportedly still listed as a registered agent, there were there, there with the Illinois Secretary of State. According to local outlets, the daycare itself and the Department of Children and Family Services says she no longer works there. 
She posted a 100k bond for R. Kelly, which who, who needed to get out of jail in Chicago last week. She also posted a lengthy statement afterwards, saying R. Kelly wasn't a monster and that she was inclined to believe he's innocent of the charges he's currently facing. Law enforcement sources said that the daycare was evacuated and authorities did not find an explosive device at the daycare and thankfully, thankfully no one was injured. Uh, the crazy fucking things that these fans would be doing, man. Uh, I still think that this woman is probably part of R. Kelly's sex cult that he's brainwashed and he's keeping locked up in his house. Who else would explain this? Um, you know, how is a random fan just, you know, posting 100k bail like it's nothing for uh, this guy who's been charged with so many counts of uh, alleged abuse and sexual uh, sexual um, abuse, of sexual behaviour? One thing that only springs to mind to me is, and the only thing really, is that this woman is, as I said, a part of R. Kelly's little sex cult that he's keeping locked up in his house. It's the only reason why this woman uh, would probably, you know, go to, uh, ahead and do this. She probably gave the money, is probably his, had stashed away in the house. And obviously the lawyers contact, contacted her to say, you know, come post my bail. And, and that's what she did. But this story is also developing as we speak. So, again, let's just see how this story really unfolds on that, man. But, man, our fans be doing some crazy fucked up shit, man, seriously. Robert Kraft, let's move on to another uh, Robert, man. Uh, so, Robert Kraft, uh, so we discussed last week that he was being charged with this uh, uh, prostitution and... Um, uh, prostitution and uh, what's, uh, what's the other one um, uh, soliciting prostitution uh, ring right uh, but as of last week obviously we reported that he um, received some sort of oral sex or type of sexual behaviour before uh, within this prostitution ring uh, but last week, uh, it was news broke that the owner, oh yeah, so New England's Patriot owner Robert Kraft has entered a plea of not guilty to charges of soliciting prostitution. Court records show his attorney, his attorneys electronically filed the plea on Monday, and he said that he's pleaded not guilty. Right, that's the only statement that's been put out by Robert Kraft's camp as we uh, as of now. He hasn't spoken on this matter at all uh, from a personal aspect or anything like that. I think lawyers are telling him to keep quiet at this moment and see if this stuff blows over. Again, another issue that is being investigated at this moment. Uh, so further details will be released as we go forward on this. But for now, he's pleaded not guilty on this prostitution charge. So let's see again how this story unfolds. Music-wise, man, let's talk some music news. So Khalid, man, that man, one of my favourite artists, Khalid. He put out a great album in 2016. Uh, it's a 2016 with um, uh, American Teen. Uh, he announced that his new album is set to drop on April 5th, and it is titled Free Spirit. There's a picture of him on top of a van in the desert. Can only mean uh, some summery type of vibes, hopefully. I mean, that... that uh, that um, American Teen album was one of the soundtracks to that summer, man, once it was released. Summer that it was released, man. Great, man. And uh, I'm really excited to hear more Khalid, man. Um, and that is set to drop April 5th. Pre-orders start on March the 7th. So they will start on Thursday this week. I think that will accompany a release from him, a single or anything like that. But uh, I think, yeah, that's coming this week. And, yeah, his album Free Spirit set to drop 
on April the fifth. So cannot wait for that, man. Shout out to Kali, one of my uh, one of my favorite artists, new and upcoming favorite artists. Cannot wait to hear your new project. It's been a long time, man. Just nearly over two years since we're gonna get a new project from you. But uh, yeah, you know he's been he's been touring. He's been making the most of his life. The guy's only twenty one as well, to be honest. Uh, he was only nineteen when he made that American Teen album, and what a great album that was. And then he was touring and doing features and just putting out like, Lucy's here and there. So man, yeah, he's had a great great two years from breaking into the game, and uh, yeah, I'm really looking forward to this Free Spirits album. Not 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 sure to what I'm expecting because obviously American Teen was him at nineteen years old. Going through that whole teenage phase, be interesting to see what he talks about now on this free spirit album. Being just maybe just two two years old, as I said, uh, to see what he's going through and what what the type what, what type of vibe he's going to be presenting on this. So let's see, man. Let's see on that. Just Khalid, free spirit set to drop April fifth. Cannot wait. Uh, another gentleman who's set to drop uh, an album, and but that that's actually this week is UK's own Dave. Santana Dave, yeah, so he's dropping his new album, Psychodrama, uh, this Friday, March 8th, and he's also posted the track list to this album, right, it's got the previously released um, Black that he put out just uh, just over a week ago or so, right, and, and this this uh, Psychodrama album comes in at 11 tracks, we've got features from Burner Boy on track 5, Location, Jay Huss on track 6, Disaster, and... Ruel on track nine, Leslie. So all coming into eleven tracks. So Dave's debut album, uh, Psychodrama, set to arrive March the eighth. So uh, a lot of people looking forward to this. Uh, me included. And as I said, um, you know, uh, as many people think that I don't really talk about grime and things like that. That's not true. I do, I do rep for the city, I do rep for my country man, the UK man, and I do big up Grime as well, you know, Little Sims just put out a great project as well, uh, great area, uh, I was going to play one of them tracks as a sleeper as well, but maybe uh, on, on a future episode as I've got one of my sleepers lined up this week, but uh, yeah, she put out a great project in that great area, another up and coming uh, artist from the UK, uh, she said AJ Tracy put out a great album as well, just a few weeks ago, still charting really well, gigs put out a great album as well just over two weeks ago or so uh, and yeah man so i do rep grime man even though if, if it doesn't appear that i don't i do right and yeah it's just because we only as i said only i only fuck with a few grime artists i'm not really here for most of the chart you know the the, the single the, the the chart topping ones you know like i don't really listen to fredo or Lowski or people like that i like listening to um Grime artists with uh, like with with a lot of content like Skepta, JME, Gigs, Dave, um, Wiley, Kano, you know people like that, you know Akala, people like that man. So like the the grime artists I grew up listening to, and will always have respect for and always have that like that ear open to them. But these new guys, I'm not really fair. you know Jay Huston things like that. Yeah, he's cool. Like you know, when you're out out with your friends out in a club and things like that, but he's not someone that listen go out my way to listen to. Neither as this like uh, was it this young Bane and whoever these other uh, other people are. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not really on them. Uh, yeah, but um, 
you know I've, I've, I've discussed this as well so yeah but so uh, yeah that's dave anyway with his psychodrama album coming out this friday locked in at 11 tracks in a few features there so cannot wait for that man it's been a long time coming for dave man he's put uh, a lot of eps and mixtapes in the meanwhile and uh, you'll finally get his uh debut album this year two debut albums man one from aj tracy and one from dave man so shaping up to be a really good year for grime geeks but our great album as well so yeah cannot wait hopefully skepto so skepto and go come in with some uh, uh with a music project soon and that that would that would be that would make the year man so we've got obviously had gigs aj tracy now dave dropping if skepto and jamie or someone round something out i believe jamie is coming with some new heat as skepto did post a uh, a flyer for some tour dates for jeremy and he said this is in promotion of jeremy's new album and they had some dates for june i believe so i i, I do, do think that jeremy is going to obviously come with a new album uh before june or so so let's uh keep uh, i'll keep my eyes and ears open for that but yeah as i said yeah slow news weekend uh in terms of the um in terms of music and just overall news as well uh, so that that kind of wraps us up on the new side of things. Let's talk about albums, man. So I said we got we got three albums this week. Let's kick things off with T Pain, man. Teddy Pain, right? So uh, <laughs> weird, isn't it? How uh, last week I was talking about T Pain releasing all this music, right? All these singles, and you know whether or not this is gonna land on an album or not. And literally on Thursday last week. Uh, after my after the episode goes up the next day he releases his new album man uh called one up and it has all those tracks that we talked about a million times get your roll on um we'll see uh all i want flip nero man he had all those tracks on there and yeah so he put out this project called one up and we got a total of 12 tracks on there all coming to about 42 minutes or so Right, we got features on the first track, One Up with Prophet De Niro. Uh, track two, Rest in Peace to the Parking Lot with Boosie Badass. Three, You Up. Four, Get Your Roll On with Tory Lanes. Five, Be Your Ex. Six, It's My Dog's Birthday. Seven, We All We Got. Eight, Keep This From Me. Nine, A Million Times featuring OT Genesis. Ten, All I Want with Flip De Niro. Eleven, Here It Comes with Russ. And twelve, Goat Talk with Lil Wayne. Yeah, we so we got uh, uh, twelve tracks there from uh, T Pain, a good uh, uh, a good handful of features as well, man. And you know what, right? You know what? I I'm really I really like this album, man. This album is 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 cool, man. I I do fuck with it, man. There there are tracks that I fuck with more than others, but overall, man, in terms of the, uh, the album as as a complete project, it's pretty cool, man. It's pretty cool. I haven't listened to a full T Pain project since you know Epiphany and. Um, well, you know, uh, Epiphany and uh, was it Three Rings, Rapper Turn, you know, the Rapper Turn Saga. Haven't Rapper Turn Saga been his first album, Epiphany, and then was he Three Rings? Yeah, man, I haven't listened to like a forty band album since those days, and haven't revisited them in such a long time. So this was my first. I didn't even listen to his new album. That well, not a new album. His album that he put out quite a, what, a year or two ago called Oblivion. Yeah, two thousand seventeen. He put it out. I really even listened to that um, because the reason I tell you what, I reason I didn't listen to that Oblivion, Oblivion album because T Pain himself came out saying that this is an album I'm just releasing to get myself out of the deal, his record deal. And so, you know, he wasn't really promoting the album. And when questioned about it, he said that, you know, this is not my best work. 
it's just an album that I put out uh, just to get myself out of the deal. So um, you know, I, so when, when when an artist says that, you know, it doesn't really draw me towards the album. You know, if they're not heavily promoting it themselves, and you know, if they don't really have confidence in their own project, and they're just saying they're doing it for the benefit of getting out of the deal. So yeah, I, 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 I wasn't drawn to that album. I never went to listen to that album, but. Uh, you know, these, these last six or seven months, he's been putting out a, a, a handful of great tracks. And, um, you know, so I thought, no, he's, he's getting his comeback ready. Uh, and and if, I, if I'm being honest myself, I do believe that his comeback has, you know, he has officially come back with this album. Because it is uh, a cool, uh, it is a cool and it's a good, uh, good body of work. Uh, so let's just go down the track listing. So we already got my, you got the favourites, Get Your Roll On, that was Flames, a million times with OT Genesis, I talked about how much I liked that. Didn't really like the All I Want with Flip De Niro that all came out. Uh, the title track, One Up with Prophet De Niro, I, li- I like that. Uh, Rest in Peace to the Parking Lot with Boosie Badass. Not too much of a fan of that, um, but um, it's one of the ones that would possibly be ringing off in the club. Track three, you up. This is T Pain getting on his R and B shit. Always here for that. So do do like that track. Track five, be your ex, uh, is, is is another one of my favorites. Track six, it's my dog's birthday, uh, and that's one of the tracks I'm, re- I'm not really feeling too much. <laughs> um, he's called it "It's my dog's birthday." Funny because he's he's talking actually about um, <laughs> he's actually talking about um. His actual dogs, you know. Uh, he he confirmed uh, that, that it's my dog's birthday is a tribute to his canine pals, not human ones, uh, but his actual French bulldogs, Rilo and Roger. And he goes, I also have a Persian cat named Stewie. He goes, that all my pets are named after the kids on the Seth, Seth, Seth MacFarlane shows, like Family Guy and American Dad. And so, yeah, that <laughs> bit, of a, bit of a random track there. It's my dog's birthday, shouting out his pets, but... Yeah, you know, I'm a big fan of dogs, so who am I to complain? But I, I, yeah, I, I just, I, I wasn't really feeling that track. We all, we got another track I, I, I didn't mind. Uh, Keep this from me. Also another track I didn't mind. And here it comes with Ross. Uh, one of my other fa- favorite tracks from there. And track twelve, Goat Talk with Lil Wayne. On that track, he talks about obviously, you know, he, him being the one starting off this whole autotune sound and how he feels about all this young generation trying to exploit. And use this sound, uh, you know, and not pay homage to the king, who uh, basically the goat himself, which is him. And he also has another goat on the track featuring on that is Lil Wayne, another goat or well, self-proclaimed goat in his own right. And he talks his shit on that as well. You know, people jacking his style and people using his style and not paying him homage and things like that. So uh, a great, a great, uh, a great um, way to close out that album. You know them. Both of their, both of these OGs taking their stance on this whole young generation and what they feel and how they should be paying homage to the OGs. Uh, but yeah, as I said, going back to this album as a whole, yeah, man, I fuck with it, man. A really cool album from T Pain. Uh, I'm not gonna go out my way and say it's spectacular. Or it was amazing, like you know when we got when we listened to Epiphany and Three Rings. But uh, it's, it's it's a cool project, man. It's a good project, and. Um, yeah, I fuck with it, man. I fuck with, uh, as I said, there there are some tracks that will go back to revisit them, revisit, revisit, sorry, more than others. But uh, as a whole, not bad, not a bad project from T Pain. So uh, make sure you guys go check that out. That's T Pain with One Up. Shouts out to T Pain as well. And yeah, man, make sure you go check that out, man. It's a cool, good project from T Pain for your old school fans there. 
Right, next album we got was a surprise album, really. It was from uh, Solange Knowles, so uh, the famous sister of Beyonce Knowles. We last heard from her three years ago from her Grammy-nominated, Grammy-winning, critically acclaimed album, A Seat at the Table, held as a classic uh, among uh, the music industry. Uh, so we, we we last heard from her three years ago from that phenomenal project uh, I see at the table. So we first got inkling that Solange is dropping a project uh, last week when she was promoting some of this uh, Black Star campaign or things something like that, and then she was posting cryptic images and images and little clips of her singing. Right to which on Thursday night she put out some clips. Uh, of some snippets of some songs and uh, the accompanying visuals to them as well as a track list right which all then confirmed that she is putting out an album and it was set to arrive at midnight and this one was called when i get home right so 19 tracks here uh, from solange's new album from when i get home all coming to about 39 minutes or so no listed features on there, but you got features from Playboy Carti, uh, The Dream, Sampha. Um, yeah, you know, uh, those are the ones I can think off the top of my head, but uh, a, a lot of more, uh, a heck of a lot more people involved in this, but they're just not listed. And uh, yeah, so uh, lo and behold, we get a brand new Solange album, man, in this When I Get Home. Now, I'm gonna start with I'm gonna start with the good things about this album. I'm gonna start with the good things. A good thing about this album, I say, is I I I uh, like I can see the way she was going. She was going for a more jazzy kind of funky kind of vibe, but she wanted to pay homage to her Houston roots. So uh, quite a lot of tracks on here do have that Houston vibe feel. Um, I mean, Sound of Rain and Gerard uh, uh, and Bins, uh, you know, and things, those tracks like that I do have that authentic Houston sound. Uh, so I, uh, I applaud her for that and paying homage to her Houston roots and going down that slow jazzy kind of vibe. Um, also, uh, I, I do like the vibe of this album as well. You know, it, it does, you know, when, when I was listening to it, Right, it makes you feel relaxed, makes you feel chilled, and uh, you know, just gets you in that nice sort of relaxed sort of vibe. So, which with, with all Solange music, that's what it does. Her last album was doing that, this album is doing that. So, I think she's not changing that sort of formula, man, to get you in that kind of vibe. Uh, production on this album is great. Uh, you have people like Pharrell and Metro and things like that helping out on this album, The Dream as well yeah yeah people like that helping out on the production side of things so on the production side it sounds great uh vocally she sounds great on, on the tracks uh yeah she, she sounds great she sounds like she hasn't missed a beat uh so yeah th- those are really the good things about this album and in the nut in in to round off the good side of things you know uh, i did enjoy listening to it right uh however now we move on to the bad things <laughs> however 19 tracks, all going to 39 minutes or so. Out of those 19 tracks, six tracks are interludes. Six tracks are interludes. So really, you're getting 13 tracks here, ladies and gentlemen. 
13 tracks and you know she's she's never shied away from the interludes she has uh, she had uh, quite a few interludes on the last album but on the last album I see at the table we had a total of 21 tracks and that's coming to 52 minutes and how many interludes we had on that we had one two three four five six seven eight nine we had nine nine tracks that were classed as interludes or yeah slash intro and closing tracks right which she wasn't really singing or doing much when it was just spoken word uh, so on our last album 21 tracks and nine of them were interludes slash intros and closing tracks right as opposed to this one 19 tracks and six interludes uh, i was expecting more not more interludes i was expecting more the length on uh more length on the tracks uh from the you know one the other 13 tracks you know i think the longest one is only what three and a half minutes or so right the others are just a minute and a half two minutes two minutes and a half or so uh so i was expecting more length i expected i expected more vocals from her more i expected her to say more things uh like the first track things i imagined you won't believe it right uh, you won't believe it, but literally things I imagined. She, all she's saying is things I imagined over and over again for at least what two minutes, and I was just like, when I first listened to it, I was just like, huh, like what, like like this is the first track. She's just saying the things I imagined over and over again for two to a minute and a half, two minutes, huh? and then it goes into an interlude, which is like ten fifteen seconds long, and then comes the actual first full length track of the album down with the clip track number three right and then we got way to the show the next track another interlude stay flow which is probably my the favorite and probably the best track out of the whole album for me dreams then another interlude almeida time is my skin my logo with gucci uh another interlude slash intermission gerard bins with the dream Beltway, another interlude, Sound of Rain, another interlude, and uh, the final track, I'm a Witness, which is about a minute and a half long as well. So, really, I mean, as I said, like the the most lengthiest track you're getting on here is literally three and a half minutes, and the shortest tracks you're getting on here are what about a minute and a half or so. Bar the interludes. So I, I wanted to hear more from Solange, really, as opposed to her last album. She was, as I said, she had, she had 21 tracks and she had nine in, nine tracks that were interludes and things like that. But the remaining, uh, the remaining 12 tracks on there, right, were like full length, three to four minutes. You know, some of them even five minutes. So I think one or two of them. But right, um, it was still like proper full length tracks. Whereas on this one, it seems very condensed. And I do understand that the, the era has changed. You know, three years, there's been a three year gap. And the climate right now, the uh, public, the audience, do not want to sit listen, and listen to an album which is an hour or so long. They, you want to aim for the 40 minute mark, uh, 40 to 45 minutes. But, you know, 40 minutes and you've got 19 tracks, you know, it just doesn't add up, does it? It doesn't really add up. If, you know, 12 tracks, 40 minutes, 
then then you you you're welcoming you know a good two and a half minute three minute tracks for everything really but uh, 19 tracks and 39 minutes this just doesn't add up in my book and I wanted to hear more from Solange really uh, I really did want to hear more uh, that's not to knock herself and her artistry I think she was trying something different obviously but um, yeah I just expected more from after that incredible album she put out with that seat at the table but uh, yeah uh, just expecting more really on that front and she's not really saying much throughout this whole album if I'm honest but I still did enjoy the production and things like that as I said Stay Flow which is probably my favourite track out of the whole album I did like the Bins record with The Dream um, yeah so those, those two will probably be my favourites but um, yeah apart from that yeah I was just I was just, just a bit disappointed really a little bit from uh, Solange I can see what she was doing as I said trying something different but I just expected a bit more really from after that incredible album that she had uh, I wanted her to talk about some more things or you know you just sing more man but uh, unfortunately that wasn't the case but uh, hey oh, you know artists try different things all the time right and you, know, you can't knock an artist for trying something different I'm not going to do that because she is an absolutely phenomenal artist uh, you know I think people need to stop um, just referring to her as Beyonce's sister she's got her own lane her own, she's carved out her own lane her own niche uh, her own niche lane there and she's doing her own thing and she's phenomenal at it uh, so yeah but uh, just expected a bit more but who knows maybe she comes back uh, within the next year or two with a with a with something to please the uh the, the, uh diehard or core fan base but uh, yeah, for now it's 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 cool album again another another cool little project there i'm excluding the interludes i'm judging this on a 13 track album it's a cool album man so yeah you're looking at about a 30 minute album with those 12 tracks uh, it's cool it's cool two three tracks but two as I said, two tracks for me will probably the standouts stay flow and bins apart from that eh, it's all right it's all right um i mean i've listened to it twice now i mean because it's because it's an easy listen i can just whack it on and then you know by, by before i know it, it'll be over <laughs> but uh yeah i don't i'm not sure if it's gonna have that much replay value as a seat at the table uh, as that's still getting uh, replayed to this day but uh yeah uh let's see how this one ages anyway but uh, for me I, I was just quite a bit disappointed on, on on this one but i'm not gonna knock her and her artistry so uh yeah i like the stay flow track and i like um the bins track but that's it but yeah shout out to solange man uh let's see what you come out with next Right, and the final release of this week came courtesy of Tiddy Boy, Two Chains, aka Torheed Epps, his government name. <laughs> yeah, so this album, Two Chains, announced literally the day after he released his previous album, Pretty Girls, like Trap Music, back in 2017. He announced that his new album, next new album, is going to be called Rapper Goes to the League. And we didn't know when to expect it, we thought because he's announcing it, he probably will drop it within the next six months to a year that wasn't the case he went on to break his leg uh, while he was touring for the pretty girls that trap music tour and you know he still came out and he still performed in the wheelchair <laughs> so that was amazing and he had, was involved with his uh, gq show most expensive shit he's still going strong to this day he was touring and put out a few lucy songs and collaborated with a lot of artists and now he is back 
uh, with this rapper going to the league album, which is supposedly A and R'd by LeBron James. You already guys know how I feel about that. I'm not gonna get into that too much. But uh, yeah, lo and behold, we got uh, Two Chains' next project, his fifth studio album, "Rapper Go to the League," all coming in at 14 tracks, coming to about 55 minutes. Right, and we got a slew, a slew of features here on the first track. Forgiven, we got Marsha Ambrosius. Track five, High Top Versace, we've got uh, Young Doug on there. Track six, Whip, we've got Travis Scott. Track eight, Mama Hit a Lick with Kendrick Lamar. Track nine, Rule the World with Ariana Grande. Track ten, Girls Best Friend with Ty Dollar Sign. Track eleven, Two Dollar Bill uh, with Lil Wayne and E40. And track thirteen, I'm Not Crazy, Life Is uh, with Chance the Rapper and Kodak Black. So those are your features there on this 14-track uh, Two Chains Rapper Go to the League album. So let's kick things off, man. So uh, starting off the title track, man, we're forgiven, man. Uh, so this, we, as soon as this track comes on, we know we're getting a different Two Chains. We're getting a hard-hitting personal Two Chains on this man. Um, I saw his interview that he did with Joe Budden, and um, uh, and, and, uh, and I think it was a Breakfast Club as well. He said that he wanted to um, actually. This track was actually supposed to be the closing track on this album, but he wanted to uh, grab the listener from the forefront. Therefore, he put this at the beginning, and he wanted yeah he wanted to tell that that little hard hitting story and grab the listener right from the get go, and that's what he did for me, uh, definitely. So uh, reason for that is uh, on this first track, Forgiven, uh, he talks about a lot of things, man. One of the main things, uh, obviously, being um on 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 this is that uh, he uh he he recounts the pain um of hearing that his friend uh one of his long-time collaborators little fate's son had been murdered and so he states on to you know air his grievances on that and you know express his grief for that as well man i think marsh ambrosius does a great job uh singing a hook and the beat is phenomenal. The beat, as soon as the beat drops, it starts knocking. You, you, you can hear the bass rattling and you know just jumping, man. And yeah, and then you know, as I said, we get in a different two change. You know, not used to this hard hitting personal, uh, you know, personal account. Giving his personal account is like his true story, like what, like a, a very deep story from his side. We're not used to getting that that type of two change really. And so that really did grab me from the get go. And that, that's what he said he aimed to do. He wanted to grab the uh, listener right from the beginning just to let him know what type of shit this album is going to be on. And yeah, that first track did not disappoint at all. Did not disappoint at all. And then it goes into the second track, man, Threat to Society. And uh, uh, what a follow-up that was uh, to um, that, that first title track. So on Threat to Society, man, we got production from the great Ninth Wonder. And this track, he, we he show, it just basically talks about two chains reflecting back on his life in the streets, from seeing his friends and family die to selling dope and playing basketball. Right um, at the end of the track, he just contrasts uh, uh, that life and with, uh, with where his life is at now, marrying his wife uh, Keisha, and you know just living a good life, you know buying Rolls Royces and stuff. And so yeah, he actually says on. Um, he actually says on here, man. Uh, uh, was it this one? We talk. Uh, yeah, he, he he actually says on here. I done some things I ain't proud of, like sold my mom drugs. Fuck me, man. Like this, I said, this is a different two chains we're getting, ladies and gentlemen. Like we never heard this side of him, this introspective side, this deep, 
deep personal side to him we've never really heard that on his previous projects so that first track it gets you in that vibe into this personal side of him and that follows he follows that up with this threats to society as well uh yeah phenomenal man two uh, just out straight off the bat great great tracks there you also mentioned on the track that like, beat so hard on this track beat so hard you wanted jay on it man and uh he actually he actually went on to discuss uh, that he uh presented this track to jay-z and um he wanted jay on his beat and he's, he's been known to say that he he, uh, he he wants to collaborate with jay he said it on um the closing track of that pretty girls like track music album burglar bars he said he's done everything except a song with jay and then he's posted photos of him and Jay saying, I really want a song with him. And so this time around, he did present this th- uh, uh, Threat to Society song to Jay. But uh, uh, he said that Jay really um, wasn't feeling it, I think. And uh, he said maybe uh, he goes, uh, maybe on the next album. And uh, like they uh, yeah, they uh, couldn't really link up, couldn't really meet up to uh, uh, produce this track or get on this track together. But uh, Jay said that on the next album, it will definitely... Uh, Definitely make some time for chains, man. So, um, who knows? Who knows what this track would have sounded like with Jay on it, man? Uh, the beat is hard as well. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, it was from Ninth Wonder. <laughs> so, it was all bound to be hard. Uh, but, yeah, great track, man. It's great two tracks starting off this Rap or Go to the League album. And basically, this the, the title Rap or Go to the League is basically referencing um, Two Chains is. Uh, uh, choice uh, basically because he from not for people who are unaware two chains is six five man he's six foot five right and he's a known uh, fan of sports especially basketball right and so at, at one point in his life he had a choice he can either uh, become a musician rap or he could possibly go to the league which is NC, the NCAA or he could go to um and the NBA, right? He, he had that choice, uh, but he decided to rap. So uh, you know, he decided to you know put put his athletic career uh, to the side, and he decided to become a musician and rap. Hence the name rap or go to the league. That was the two choices he had uh, growing up, and he, he mentions that a lot throughout this album. And yeah, so. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he says he mentions that a lot out throughout the album. Ex athlete, ex 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 drug dealer. He says that a lot, and uh, hence the name rapper go to the league. But yeah, starting off those two tracks, forgiven and uh, threat to society, phenomenal. Really, really like those tracks. Track three, money in the way, man. Uh, so on money in the way, you know we we got our regular degular. Titty boy, two chains spitting that shit on there. He's talking about uh, coming from a family with little money and comparing it to his lavish lifestyle. So where he came from, right? Uh, you know where he came from, the struggles he he endured growing up with, with little with little to less money, and to where he is at now, man. And uh, how he just appreciates everything on that, man. So uh, he says, yeah, money, uh, uh, money in the way, man. So yeah. Um, he just chronicle. He just uh, uh, chronicles the his struggles growing up, and how grateful he is right now to have all this wealth, and uh, that he doesn't take it for granted. So yeah, another great track, man. Another great track. Uh, Money in the way. Still touching on that personal side of two chains. Track four, Statue of Limitations. Right. So on uh, Statue of Limitations, he links up with producer Thirty Rock. Right. And he delivers a uh, 
a controversial, to say the least, testimony about selling drugs. <laughs> um, obviously, the title references the legal term statute of limitations, which basically means the amount of time someone can be bought can be brought can be brought legal action against. Uh, in the US, the statute of limitation is five years. Uh, so, two change really on this song is implying that the things he did, which he which he says in the first verse of the song, happened five or more years ago. And thus cannot be prosecutable. Uh, the song was actually said he, he was actually going to call it um, ex drug dealer, and it was uh, it was uh, to be produced by Mike Will made it, um, but uh, it ended up being produced by Thirty Rock, and obviously being changed to uh, Statue of Limitations. So as I said, yeah, he lists in the first verse uh, a long list of potential um, potential crimes that he might have done. And just to give you guys a bit of background on that, so he goes on. McDaniel Street, I had a bag full of bombs. South Side, I used to serve Little John on Godby Road. I shot dice with Troop, hit the D-Mall. Then I served with Big Unk. Anytime 50 came down, I served the Buck. Anytime the Sixers played the Hawks, I seen Chuck. Had half a ticket for I met with Def Jam. Asked Kristen 20, who was the X-Man? No Wolverine here. I collected $100 bills like a souvenir. Carbon 15 hit me, Jeezy won a zip. Weezy gonna buy everything except the brick, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and then he, he, on this one he goes ex drug dealer, ex athlete, right? He goes on to say that, and yeah. So, throughout the song he goes on to list a bunch of potential crimes that he may have committed or not may have not committed, and hence statute of limitations. Uh, that being only five years, and then now this being after five years being non prosecutable for him. Uh, I think he just airs out his uh, uh, his well his his uh, checkered past really. So um, yeah, another great track, man. Another great track, and not as another side of two chains that we're not really used to seeing, man. Him airing out all this personal shit, what he's done, and you know what he's been through and stuff, man. So I'm all here for it, as I love hearing about the introspective side of artists, what they went through when they grew up, how they got there, what they're going through now, and shit like that. I love hearing that sort, uh, that that type of shit, man. It provides such good content for the listener. You just get engrossed in it in yourself. So yeah, another great track there with Two Chains. That was uh, that was Statue of Limitations track four on this rapper go to league album. Track five, High Top Versace. We got Young Thug on this one, right? And uh, yeah, it's it's a nice, it's a cool, it's a cool uh, little turn up little track, man. Um, I think Doug does his shit on here. Two Chains does his thing on here. They both sound great together. Not much to dissect there in terms of lyrics. Uh, basically, it's also it's just referring to Two Chains having a luxury high top sneaker uh, out, which is in partnership, which which is basically he's uh, in partnership with Versace for this sneaker. And he says like you know I'm the only person in the rap game that has a luxury sneaker deal with Versace, and he's spitting all facts, man. He is. He is. And uh, just how much of a big deal that is, he mentions on here. And yeah, Doug comes through with a great verse on him on his part. And yeah, Shane speaks his shit about this whole deal and uh, how he's the only one rocking it. So yeah, a, a good uh, little um, good little turn up, little uh, little track there, right? And speaking of turn up, man, we we go into track six, which is Whip, and that is featuring Travis Scott, right? And obviously on this track they talk about obviously reference to whip as we be talking about cars. So he talks about cars. Um, yeah, so uh, another the track the track 
is basically what it is. It's your flashy, braggadocious type of track, right? Him and Travis. Travis handles the uh, chorus side of things, while Two Chains handles all the verses. And yeah, another another, another cool track, man. Another good track I like on that, man. So um, uh, right now, man, we, we're talking. We're talking <laughs> right now, man. We're talking six for six, really, for Two Chains, man. Um, four of which being really, really good introspective tracks. But he's six for six right now for me, man. So uh, yeah. Uh, just, just great, man. Uh, track seven, NCAA. So we get into the, um, the athletic uh, college or go to the league part of the album uh, on this track, man. We, we're, that's why he's named this one NCAA. Um, so it, he raps about how many young children who are raised in poverty they are told that they can only have a good future as a rapper or an athlete. This also applies to two chains as he was told the same thing, and he had that choice. You know, like I would be a rapper. Or, you know, you do, you know, or go to the league. You know, these are your only talents, really. And um, this, yeah, the this particular song, NCAA, explores that second option, the the go to the league option. And he talks about all of that on here, man. Like, what could have possibly happened if he went to the league? If he didn't do rap and he explored his athletic career, you know, his his, his basketball career, and what would have happened potentially if he went down that route? So another another good introspective track there man like uh he him talking about what what it would have been like if he didn't uh, didn't pursue his rap career uh how he could have made it potentially to the nba and to be you know balling with lebron and all of these people there so yeah man uh a really another really great track from two chains man another really great track from him with ncaa Moving on, man. Track eight, Mama hit a lick. This one is featuring Kendrick Lamar. This is the first collaboration between these two gentlemen, right? Uh, so this was, uh, you know, highly anticipated by the listener. Now, the good thing about this track, I'd say, is two chains. I think two chains held held his own. Um, I'm not even gonna say held his own. Actually, two chains did his shit on here. All right. I think uh, you know he 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 had uh, good verses on here. However, right the bad thing about this track, I really don't think that this beat or this track was for Kendrick at all. Um, yeah, I just as soon as the beat came on, I was interested to see how Kendrick was going to come on, and then when he came on, and I listened to his verse, I just got to say that this probably wasn't it, man. Uh, sorry, Kendrick, man, uh, this wasn't it, Chief. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't it, man. Um, I'm not sure why um, he decided to hop on this track. To be honest, this track been, this track um, suits Two Chains without a shadow of a doubt. As I said, he does his thing on here, but Kendrick, I really don't think uh, um, this track was made for Kendrick or fit uh, or suited or fitted Kendrick and his rapping ability or his flow, or anything like that. Uh, I didn't enjoy Kendrick's verse. I was kind of let I was kind of let down. I was looking forward to uh, Two Chains and Kendrick collab. And uh, just to see what it sounded like, but yeah, I, I, this was not it, unfortunately. Um, yeah, I, I'm just not used to hearing Kendrick talking about hitting licks and things like that. Obviously, you know, and um, when, I, when when they say hitting a lick, a lick is basically uh, is is a quick. It's a slang word. It's basically a quick, usually a legal way of obtaining money, common commonly through hustling or robbery, right? So that's when you know that's when when rappers say I hit a lick or this and that, that's what they're alluding to. 
Um, you know, yeah, we heard from Kendrick about doing licks and stuff in uh, Good Kid, Mad City, but um, I just think that his flow and just just the content that he provided. Sorry, excuse me. He, the content that he provided in his verse wasn't your typical Kendrick Lamar featured verse. So yeah, I said I was quite I was quite let down by that, but uh, that was on your Kendrick side. Uh, I'm not gonna knock Two Chains at all because I think Two Chains did his shit on here. But uh, that was probably the only f- um, first bad part of the album, really, to me, uh, Kendrick's verse. But I don't, I don't put that on to Two Chains. Uh, I put it on Kendrick. Uh, so yeah, first bad part of the album for me, Kendrick's verse on that. Next track, man, rule the world sees Two Chains link up with Ariana Grande. Ariana Grande, who who, who was uh, obviously. People were talking about her ripping off Two Chains' uh, Pink Trap House and Pink House style for her Seven Rings uh, song and video. To which, uh, that actually, a month later, uh, she put Two Chains on a remix to the song, and she, you know, she said that you know that's where uh, her inspiration for this did come from Two Chains, and I thought people would know that. And so then uh, they link up on this Rule the World track, man, and wow, man, what a track! Ariana sounds incredible on this man. She sounds great. Just something about her voice is just so sexy, man. Uh, she's she's just great and oh, obviously being sexy herself, being as beautiful as she is. Uh, she's yeah, she just sounds great on here. She sounds sexy. The beat is great, man. Um, it's uh, actually Youngberg, aka Hitmaker, made the beat. And uh, ironically, you know, well not ironically, <laughs> uh, this beat was actually. Intended for Cardi B and Ti, right? There was the there's um, uh, Rory from the Joe Bonham podcast, man. Shouts out to him. Shouts out to everybody there. He said that this track initially Rory and Moore, sorry, uh, that this track initially had uh, uh, Cardi B and Ti on it, and no two chains, no Ariana Grande, and then that one sounded crazy apparently. Uh, so I was uh, when they told me that I was like, oh, I really, I really want to hear that. So apparently that was the actual original track uh, this beat was supposed to be for. But uh, I think then Berg sold this to 2 Chains. 2 Chains have got Ariana on it. And they still do a great job, man. And yeah, it's, this is more of your lovey-dovey track, man. You're more, you're more of your uh, trappy, you know, in, in 2 Chains words, the trap love uh, ballad, basically. And yeah, Ariana sounds great. 2 Chains sounds great. Never thought I would hear them two on a song. Or you know like how they would sound together on a song. I didn't listen to that Seven Rings remix, so I wasn't aware how they would sound together on the song. But man, oh man, they smoked this man. As I said, she sounds great. He does a great job on this man. One of the standouts of the album, man, ruled the world. What a great track, man. So shouts out to both of those uh, very talented artists, Two Chains and Ariana Grande, with this ruled the world track. That's track number nine. Track ten. This girl's best friend with Ty Dolla Sign. So this was previously released as part of that um, uh, Hot Wings Our Girl's Best Friend EP. Uh, Two Chains put out just about a couple of months ago. We had Hot Wings and he had uh, this girl's best friend track. I believe Hot Wings will be added to this uh, this uh, album once the Lux version comes out, supposedly in two weeks. But yeah, this was also talking about Diamonds Our Girl's Best Friends. And following on from that rule the world kind of vibe, but more of that trap lovey ballad type of uh, track here, uh, where they're addressing the females uh, in uh, on this record. So yeah, another great track, man. Ty Dolla can do no wrong, in my opinion, as I say. 
two dollar bill next track man two dollar bill we got the uh legendary e40 and little wayne joining on this track man and as soon as the beat started when i saw uh, a feature listed as e40 i was like hmm was the e40 being from the bay i was like you know he's 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 a uh, uh he shines really well on these west coast type of beats and then once the once the track dropped and i heard the beat uh, I knew, I knew, I was just like, okay, I know why E40 hopped on this track. And I was a bit skeptical at first. I was like, E40 on a track with two chains, a bit random. Let me, see. I'm interested to see what that sounds like. And when I heard the track and the beat drop, you know, it just it, it, it was simple, man. It just, you know, the beat is an E40 beat, or something that he would flourish rapping on, and he does just that on this. And it's really good. You got three heavyweights going head to head, two chains, Little Wayne and E40, man. And they all do their shit on here. Uh, yeah, man, they all uh, prove their worth on here. And uh, this one's produced by Mustard. And basically, yeah, they're, they're, they're just rap. They're just, you know, talk, talking that braggadocious, boastful rap uh, as they compare uh, how rare they are and their rapping ability is to that of a $2 bill, which is obviously there's no such thing as a $2 bill, right? That's like, that's the saying. That's how rare they are. And that's how rare their talent and their rapping ability is as they're comparing it to a two dot bill uh, yeah so another great track man from chains man another great track on this album man this this album is yeah like uh it's, it's just it's just sounding great front to back next track i said me right uh this one right uh the, the production is very old school gives you that very nostalgic theme uh as it samples 1983's garden of peace right some of you might know that track was by Lonnie Liston, and uh, it was also used in Jay Z's Dead Presidents and Meek Mill's Respect the Game. Uh, so yeah, old school rap heads, you would be able to pick out that sample within a heartbeat once you hear the track. Uh, so yeah, uh, a very commonly used uh, sample there, man. So uh, and then Two Chains tries his hand at it and he smokes it, man. Uh, he smokes it. Uh, and he doesn't hold back, man, on this. You know, he he goes, uh, he goes. My daughter asked me what a drug dealer was. I said me. When a lawyer asked me what a fucking killer was, I said me. When a bitch asked me what a real guy was, I said me. <laughs> right. So uh, he doesn't hold back on this record, and yeah, he he smokes it again. He smokes it. Uh, so another another great track here by Two Chains, man. Um, yeah, and then to close things, uh, well, not to close things. We'll, we're going to the penultimate track. Um, I'm not crazy. Life is. We got two chain. Uh, we got uh, two chains. Uh, Chance the rapper and Kodak Black on here. Uh, two chains and Chance the rapper. They both smoke their verses on here. Kodak Black. I don't know why he was added on here. He literally spits what eight eight to ten bars, really, and then that is it. And then and that's it. They doesn't say any more. So to me, it really I didn't understand why he, they put him on it. Is this would have just sounded better with um just two chains and chance uh so not sure why he added kodak to it but if i exclude kodak from here it's a great record if i don't and it it drop then you know i just I, I mean for me i'll just skip kodak's verse to be honest that's it uh but uh to make this record even more better i'll probably just get rid of kodak but uh nonetheless still great two 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 great verses from chains and chance on here man so uh, still, still a good track, man. Bar Kodak on that, and then the last track, man. Sam, 
he pays he talks about uncle sam that's what he's talking about here on this last track so uh yeah as i said uh, the album's final track sam uh yeah um it's basically uh ode or homage to uncle sam which is who is the personification of the united states government uh income tax uh, he's talking about in, t- in this case two two times he's talking about income tax and he addresses the abuse and near theft and near near theft caused by the taxes how they're literally getting robbed by paying all these taxes and things like that uh, and he lets it known you know uh, about all this brutality and you know what's going on uh, what's going on amongst the black community and things like that the injustice and things like that and this whole tax issue paying uh, you know factoring into all of that so he gets real and he speaks on the political issues as well uh, on this final track so Two chains rapper go to the league album. Is it his best yet? Remains to be seen. Uh, I've listened to this twice. Um, I'm still enjoying listening to this album, and I I can't say right now that it is his best album because uh, before I listened to this, I did listen to Pretty Girls like trap music, and that still bangs to this day. Uh, so I'm gonna hold off by saying that this is Two Chainz's best album, but I will say that this is a very, very good project from one of my favorite artists. Right? It's 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 it's, uh, it's funny because um, he wasn't any he was I wouldn't even class him as one of my favorite artists four or five years ago uh, when I first heard of him. I was just like, who is this guy spitting these corny raps, man? Like, who the fuck is this guy when he was putting out his first uh, three three albums or so? I was just thinking, like, well, who, who is this guy, man? Like, I can't fuck with this guy. Like, what, what the hell is this? And then, um, listen to Pretty Girls, like, trap music, and where he uh, stepped up his uh, lyrical game tremendously. And he's upped it again on this rapper go to the league album. And uh, that's why, you know, I, and just listening to his mixtapes and things like that, uh, in between uh, these albums and things, you know, it really. Uh, it, it really, uh, you know, uh, put two chains uh, on um, a higher pedestal for me, and you know, so uh, then I and then I stopped uh, judging him on these corny and goofy raps that he was doing, and because his lyrics and things were getting better, I started respecting him more, and yeah, and then the, the music just fell into place with that, and and. Uh, yeah, I always say that he's got one of the best ears in the business as well, along with Ross, Fat Joe, 50, all of these people. He's got one of the best ears in the business, so he knows how to pick a beat and things like that. Uh, so, yeah, he's always been um, uh, herald for that. Uh, but uh, in the last few years or so, his, yeah, as I said, his, his rapping skills and his lyrical ability has improved tremendously, and that has been shown on these last two projects and yeah so i like to say that yeah this is a very very good album i'm not gonna say this is best album yet i still need to live with it but uh it is a very very good album from one of my favorite artists in the game right now two chains so i do recommend all you rap heads hip-hop heads to go check it out people who haven't listened to two chains before maybe go check them out as well uh yeah and just uh you know uh appreciate that good music that is out there just on the production side of things on you know the feature side of things and him rapping as well man so uh yeah shouts out to two chains man great album uh did, did a fantastic job on this production wise and just yeah getting the features together and you're rapping as well man so shouts out to you 
great album man uh, I, I'm still enjoying enjoy, enjoying listening to this so I'll come back to you guys on whether I think or not this is his best album yet so let's see that remains to be seen let me live with it a bit more then I can come back on that but yeah uh, nonetheless a really good album with this rap or go to the league so shout out to 2 Chains, man a great album Right, man, damn, we're at hour 15. Gee, I told you, you know, you, I, I, you shouldn't you shouldn't hold on to my word, you know. I said this is going to be a short episode and we're at an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> but nonetheless, we are wrapping up anyway. So, yeah, uh, yeah. so that wraps up us on the album side of things, right? Uh, we've got some good projects this week. T-Pain, One Up, um... Uh, two chains of rapper go to a league and uh, a little dis uh, a little disappointed album in terms of Solange with uh, when I get home right but uh, uh, anyway we st- we still got to uh, two uh, well one phenomenal project one good project and one okayish but yeah let's see so we did this week we've got Dave coming out with psychodrama um, yeah so let's, let's see how that fares and I'm not sure what other releases are pending but. Uh, that's the well, that's one of the major releases coming out this week, so I'm very excited for that. And I will give my uh, opinions and reviews on that on next week's episode. But before I leave you guys, you know, can't leave you guys without providing a sleeper, right? And this week, man, I'm, I'm still on my Asian music vibe, and I still always will be. You know, last week I played um, Anik Khan, Cleopatra. Shouts out to Anik. Great track there. I'm going to continue on that vibe, but uh, this is going down more the Asian side of things. Um, so this this is is a pure uh, Punjabi mixed with a bit of English uh, track here, right? And it comes from my guy Mickey Singh. And I was put onto this gentleman by the the boys Punjabi Hit Squad. So shouts out to them for introducing me to this uh, talented young gentleman. He just performed here uh, in Birmingham just over the weekend at uh, BBC A- BBC uh, Asian Networks music event. Gutted I couldn't get there. Um, but uh, there's always next time anyway but uh, yeah he was performing here uh, just this weekend and yeah so shout out to Mickey Singh so I'm going to play a track off uh, his EP from last year right and it's called Magic the EP is called Magic and the track I'm going to play is called YTL so this is the first track of uh, the opening track off that Magic EP this is Mickey Singh with YTL L. Let's get into these vibes, ladies and gentlemen. Semi brand new Mickey Singh. Can hear this ringing off in all the weddings in India, man. 
Magic EP, yeah, you know, I, I, I'm I'm a big fan of uh, Asian music, you know, Punjabi music and things like that. I've got uh, quite a few friends who are Punjabi and things, so you always keep me up to date with all this. And then you know, meeting with Punjabi Hit Squad and being put onto new music, you know, and I always love bigging up the Asians, Asian artists. As obviously I told you, my uh, I am of uh, uh, Asian descent. I'm Indian as well, so anything I can do to help bring up the brothers, man. So. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, that's Mickey Singh there with YTL off of that Magic EP for my Asian brothers and all that. Make sure you go check that out. And for those of you unaware, man, who just you just appreciate good music, man, and you like what you heard, go check out Mickey Singh, man. Uh, very, very, very talented artist. He's people at Punjabi Hit Squad told me, you know, he's like the Indian Chris Brown, man. He's got all the moves. He's got, he's got the he's got all the style, all the flair, the the the, 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 the voice. And you know, seeing him as well, man. Seeing his performances and things like that, uh, on video and things like that, and hearing him sing and things, uh, that's uh, that's uh, hard to uh, fault them for saying that. But yeah, shouts out to them, Punjabi Hit Squad. Shouts out to the Bros. Shouts out to Mickey Singh. I uh, hope to catch you next time you're here. Uh, yeah, so that's Mickey Singh with YTL off that Magic EP. Make sure you go check that out. Until next week, ladies and gentlemen. Right, uh, I'm your host, the boy with the most sauce, the boy with the most chutney, the boy with the most masala, the most notorious guji, the roti to your sabji, the dal to your rice, (laughs) 
the pickle to your parata. <laughs> I'm your host, Melanosa. Make sure you stay safe out there. Have a good week. Have a great weekend. Have a, just have an amazing week. Smash out the park. Stay safe out there. Stay in good health. And yeah, until next week. Uh, peace out. Quintessential.